be a, you know, the, the. Sometimes it's hard to be a woman. Giving all your love to just one man. You'll have bad times, and, and he'll have, uh, you know, good times. Doing things that you don't understand. But if you love him, you'll forgive him, even though he's hard to understand. And if you love him, oh, be proud of him. Because after all, he's just a man. Stand by your man. You're going to see the interview everyone is going to be talking about. Wagon wheel, what to see? What do I think of her? Yes. I don't think of her. Then we become divas as opposed to just strong women. Oh, coughing during my interview, really? It feels uh, reductive. Hello and welcome to Little Diva Energy, your regular slice of a little something extra in between our main eps. Uh, I'm Holly Morgan, I'm obsessed with divas and my husband Tom is also here. It's been on a trip to Durham. <laughs> it's lovely up there this time of year. Did you just go the once? Uh, yes. I prefer to go once, lie about it, go again, lie to the police, generally spread COVID like the news. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I only really went up there to have a scream at my parents. So. Yeah. Do you think he's trying to kill them off? Yeah. He doesn't need the money. That house in Islington is enormous. Mm. Have they got a big house in Durham? I assume so. If he's got that big... Well, maybe not. Maybe he keeps them in penury. (laughs) This is just uh, mass speculation now. Yeah, absolutely. Probably cut it out anyway. Uh, We don't want to talk about him. Although we could... I think we should say that an absolute div that's emerged from all of this... Go on. (laughs) ...is... Whoever recently worked for the Home Office, (laughs) who went out in an absolute blaze of glory. On the basis that we cannot know uh, anything about this person, we are refraining from nominating them as Diva of the Week. But it's worth mentioning them. What we do know is they are a (laughs) Diva. They are fired and they do do not give a single shit. I know this about them. They are a Diva. As they left the office, they put on Rain On Me. (laughs) <laughs> as they checked out that twitter account literally they hit the, the, the chorus of rain on me and then walked out and with an explosion behind them maybe with looking. a pyro yeah behold the field where my fucks grow <laughs> <laughs> so let's kick things off with rich's bitch okay no but talking about jane mcdonald is incredibly triggering for me right now cruising with jane was a gateway for me into finding my best life because my best life is cruise life We've done two international cruises plus one from Essex to Newcastle. And let me tell you, I love a buffet, RIP. I love making best friends with a group of nanas, but then having to avoid them for the entire trip because you've already kind of had all the conversation and also you were quite pissed. I love uh, a flowing white linen outfit with like a poppy colour on top and a chunky bracelet. I love uh, fixed dining. I love Perry on the piano. I love Shmama Mia, the musical every night. I love bingo. I love... Coming second in every quiz, not bitter, it's fine. Oh, I just love it so much. And obviously you get to get off and like see the world and that's kind of why I tell people to go on cruises so they don't judge me. But low-key, as soon as I'm back on that boat, I'm happier. We had one booked, but uh, it's been moved because of Miss Rona. So see you in 2022, the Philippines. Ugh, I'm livid. 
Um, if you're looking for a Jane McDonald song, I would just add to the mix The Hand That Leads Me, which she wrote for her mum, and you know it all my mum a lot, and again, triggered. Like, Jane McDonald is not good for me in isolation. Like, the emotion is too high. Um, oh, what an icon. Um, two really quick things. Britney Spears, the Rolling, the Rolling Stone magazine. Rolling Stone? The Rolling Stone? Whatever. Uh, finally told the world that Baby One More Time is the greatest debut single of all time. I agree, but I'd build on that and say it is the greatest pop song of all time. Ugh, I love when Miss Britney gets the recognition she deserves because she does deserve it. Um, and obviously I just have to... Do you know what? I'm not even going to talk about Gaga and Ariana. I'm just going to go and listen to it again because if anything is that bitch, that song is that bitch. So cover quite a lot there, hasn't it, <laughs> yes. Rich? Uh, that we'll be going straight into the Weekend Diva to cover a lot of those stories which she's yeah. just uh, nominated for. Chris's coincidence this week. What a coincidence. What a coincidence. Chris's husband is cousin is married to a woman called Jane McDonald. Get out. Well, get out. And Chris has been on three cruises. That is a coincidence. Yeah. What a coincidence. 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 So let's start with the Weekend Diva. Let's start with the Weekend Diva. Weekend Diva. Right. So as as Rich mentioned, Rolling Stone did a, a top 100 of the greatest debut singles of all time mm-hmm. for an artist. Um, and the top 20 is a bit sausage fest, to be honest. A little bit, yeah. You've got Kate Bush in there, I think at number 20. I would argue, um, in terms of where their career went, uh, in comparison to Mbop, which I don't feel counts, uh, I think Kate Bush should have been higher than 20. Yeah, totally agree. Especially given the age she was when she wrote Wuthering Heights. I think she should be top five She was that. 16? Something like that, yeah. And I think it might have been younger. Yeah. And it's, in terms of the, the brief, like what defines an artist, mm-hmm. so, like as an arriving statement. Yes. I am insane. I um, have written you this song about a Bronte novel and I am cartwheeling around in a wood. Like what more do you need to know? <laughs> you don't need to know anything. Absolutely. But Britney does deserve that top spot. Britney deserves it so much. Especially from some straight nonsense like Rolling Stone. Some real straight nonsense. I mean, that's my deal. It's like, okay, the top 20, it's Kate Bush is in there, the B-52s and uh, Taylor Swift. And those are the only women with spelt with the ex-artists in there. Um, so apart from Britney, obviously number one. So it's like, yes, headline is Britney's number one. But I think the top 20 is, is a little bit toxic especially as like oh, you've got the good. smiths in the sort of top 10 and the, the what's sex the smith's debut single hand in glove i mean like great and everything and obviously like i, I love the smiths but like, hand would, in glove. would we consider that one of the best debut singles of all time Not really i don't I, I don't think it tells you that I, i'd say like panic is more representative or yeah how soon is now or something i, I go the sex pistols at number three is pretty decent yeah, for Anakin UK, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Excellent. So yeah, Brittany getting the credit she deserves. Here is her some interesting tea from the article from the mouth of the goddess herself. Uh, she said that she wants she she stayed up listening to Soft Cells Tainted Love the night before because she wanted that growl in her voice. She said, I wanted my voice to be kind of rusty. And I think you could definitely hear that. Before making the song or before reading that article? <laughs> Probably both. No, she's planning the revolution now. But before recording the song, to get that... She had, you know, had to stay up all night to make herself sound a bit... Really? Like she'd been on, out on the rag. How did she manage to maintain that then for the rest of her career? Um, I think it's it's at its most pronounced on... Or, or actually on that, like... Um, what's that one? That goes, I'm up there, but I'm up there. <laughs> <laughs> but she, she announced herself and she stuck to the brand. She did. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. She gave us the brief. She... <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, that Rolling Stone article is everything. However, when an event happens in the diva zone, mm-hmm. when the astrological signs align, and Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande <laughs> release a song together, it's hard not to think, not to forget about everything else. <laughs> I think we've all had a lot of trouble thinking about anything else. So I've been quite glad for the latest egregious Tory nonsense because it's managed to take me out of thinking about Rain On Me for a couple of seconds. <laughs> and and she really does mean a couple of seconds. It is. Do you know, it, it didn't grab me initially in the same way that Stupid Love did. But when it gets under your skin, it's literally like your skin is a suit that Ariana Grande and Gaga can wear as they please. They are like the, the alien and you are Vince Vaughn. <laughs> and it is Vince Vaughn, isn't it, from Men in Black? Oh, uh, Sugarwater. It's uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. Sure. I mean... I didn't even Google that. <laughs> Mad how I know that. <laughs> the fuck is Vincent D'Onofrio? Uh, he was in Full Metal Jacket, I believe. And he was in Jurassic Park, Jurassic World. And he was the kingpin in the recent Daredevil programme. Got it. Anyway, <laughs> Grande and Gaga are Ed Gein. And they are wearing a skin suit of, of, of my feelings. <laughs> they are wearing a nipple belt of my emotions with a club banger. It's so good. It is. And it gets better every time, I think. Oh, it's so brilliant. How did we feel when we first listened to it? We were like... Okay, I'm into it. Sounds a lot like Rhythm is a Dancer. Um, <laughs> and it was, I think, crucially, it wasn't Stupid Love. It wasn't Stupid Love. But then. Which has an immediate grab. Yeah. But then when you get the video, it's one of those wonderful things where you're like, ah, oh, now I've got the visuals, I'm in love with it more. Yes. Um, and ever since then, I think it's got better every single time I've listened to it. The way that Gaga like, does that sort of clinch mouth thing when she's in the close yeah. up with the red lip. Ah. Oh. It is also sort of, I mean, it's higher budget to begin with but yeah. it is it's not in terms of structure it's it's pretty similar to stupid love it's basically gaga with a bunch of people behind her angrily dancing at a camera in a, in some great outfits because but she's then in Re- ariana's pain. doing it as well yeah but ariana's much softer the butterfly iconography is everything i've really <laughs> i've been obsessing over the lyrics for a bit it's about recovering from trauma i know that's really fucking obvious when you read the lyrics but because like because it's such a banger and it's released in a moment when no one can go to a club and dance their feelings out. I think it's really important. It's a really poignant moment. It's about, like, they released it on the anniversary of the Manchester bombings. I didn't realise that. Yeah. And it's, a, it's I'd, I'd, I'd rather be dry, but at least I'm alive. It's a mission statement. It's about, like, surviving trauma. Like, Gaga was raped at 19, had PTSD, is, uh, you know, suffers with chronic pain. Ariana Grande was in a, a major terrorism atrocity and then her friend and ex-fiance killed himself. Like, mm. these are women who've really gone through it and it's about, like, dancing and celebrating being alive. So I just basically think it's the most important record ever released currently. Sorry, Brittany. <laughs> Sorry, Brittany. No, um, it, is, it is absolutely iconic and really important and the styling is everything and I have pre-ordered the palette. <laughs> from House Labs <laughs> yeah talk us through that just in case the, some of the listeners don't know so Gaga has her own makeup line and called House Laboratories and you can pre-order the Chromatica palette if you want to play it being Gaga in your mirror which is what I'm obviously <laughs> going to do um, Daggers optional 
Daggers. Yeah, she's got like a like it's raining daggers. She's got a big dagger in her thigh. Oh, I see. I'm not. I'm not advocating knife crime. No, I and neither a- she. Let's just make no, that very clear. Very clear. Um, yeah. So that that's been that's been a, a seismic event in the in the kind of like um, who's the who's the dude that like said when the end of the world was coming? Nostradamus. Yeah. And the Mexican man. Uh, I don't know. Mayans. The Mayan calendar. Yeah. If you had a Mayan calendar, but for divas, this would have registered on it. Yeah, the diva versus shook. The diva versus is profoundly shook. We are Jacinda, and this song just happened. Yeah. during our press conference, and we're all trying to pretend like like, like every, nothing nothing's happened. changed, but everything has changed. Rain on me. She's an a. I think she might be an alien. I think I'd say angel. <laughs> She's an angel. I think she, I think might, she might be an angel. I think she might be an angel. I think she might be an angel. Gaga or Jacinda? Both. <laughs> They're both from Karataka. Chromatica of the universe, then is that what it's, the, it's a planet? It's another it? planet. It's where we're going. So after she's this gone. Shit show. I want to go to Chromatica. See, that's really interesting because, like, what they seem to be doing with the song is like it's gone very sort of nineties club kids like banging, yeah, which is slightly unlike the direction she's been going in. So it's almost a little bit like she went. Remember all those like art pop bangers that she did for you for a while. Yeah. Then I sort of went a bit like country, yeah. And then I did like my alt film, what got my Oscar and all that stuff, and got my got my Whitney song on, yeah. And now she's kind of like, I'm just going to go back to writing like dance bangers. Yeah. But she's gone even them. further back than her original dance bangers. Yeah. Like before that, referencing the 90s and stuff. But also she's doing a Bowie moment, right? This is, I'm creating a, a, a foreign planet. That yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a full... She's doing a Ziggy Stardust. Fully realised character. Yeah, absolutely. Look, Which is sort of cool in itself because isn't... Ziggy is like a sort of pastiche of music which Bowie had sort of also helped create. Yeah. Referencing its own... Like glam rock, referencing yeah, yeah. his own sort of seventies. She'll probably kill it off at the end of the record. She can do that. And listen, look, Blood I am a planet. justice for Joanne. I'm a Joanne Truther. You are. You I are. love that record. Yeah. And if she wants to pretend to be Elton John again, that's fine. But I'd rather she was Bowie. I'd probably. I mean, we were listening to Joanne again the other day because I was drunk and I wanted to listen to Joanne again. It's true. And. The song with Florence Welch simply is Benny and the Jets. It's just the same it song. It just is the same song. <laughs> I don't have anything really Elton John as well, because personally, I think Elton's written more bangers than Bowie ever did. But in terms of like where you're going with the style of what you're doing, mm-hmm. I'd rather she was going Bowie, because that means we get a Chromatica palette. Also... Which you wouldn't get from a John. You wouldn't get that from prestige. John. And I feel She's like... a very big hat. <laughs> and fully, I, I now feel like I've... Like in the spirit of Rain On Me, I have got over my own trauma about... Born This Way, ripping off Madonna. Yeah. And now... That was tough for you as well. It was really bad. You I went was, through a really dark time. It's really conflicting. Mm-hmm. Now I've pulled and then, the dagger And then with thigh. everything with Joanne. Everything with Joanne happened. It was like, yeah. yeah. The, dark, the night is always darkest before the dawn. Yes. And the dawn is here. The dawn is here. With and now she's gone. She doesn't need Madonna's music anymore because her music is now Chromatica. She lives on Chromatica. She lives on Chromatica. Where Madonna can't, or her lawyers cannot find her. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. Good. Anything else for Diva, uh, Weekend Diva? Yes. Julie Andrews, (laughs) you know how everyone's got a podcast now? Julie Andrews has got a podcast now. (laughs) And we listen to it and it's so lovely. It's so great. Do you know how like, you, you know, like, oh, oh, fuck, that guy's got a podcast. I know what that's going to be about. It's going to be about like bro jokes and like 
toxic masculinity. Yeah, if, if Pete Davidson has a podcast, you know it's just going to be like yeah. homophobia and or it's like, complaining about the paparazzi. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so-and-so's got a podcast. Ugh, they're just going to use it as a horrible way to crowbar in their impressions of divas every two minutes. Ugh. Ugh. Worst. Uh, but Julie Andrews has got a podcast which is really on brand and excellent. It's called Julie Andrews's Library. The library is open. And, and Julie Andrews is standing in it with her daughter. And she's just... It's just everything. She's not so much reading you as she's reading to you. She's reading to you. She's reading you bedtime stories. Well, Julie and her daughter, it seems, have been publishing uh, children's stories together. Yeah. Uh, for a little bit of time now. Yeah. So from Chromatica to Genovia, basically Divas are saying, this world is dreadful. I can make it better. Yeah. And I think if I had kids, um, I wouldn't, I'd do nothing else but listen to Julie Andrews' podcast. Absolutely. There's about five episodes. It's it so wonderful. Far. It's beautiful. Um, so and also the soundtrack is V V Princess Diaries. Yeah, and the you know what? When she speaks, you can't hear any vocal damage. So I wonder if maybe maybe it's recovering. I don't know. We it don't just know. sounds great. Speculation. I mean, she's not singing, but yeah, she doesn't sound like a croaky old. <laughs> she doesn't sound like Stenders. Yeah. <laughs> Pat Butcher. Yeah, so I read all these lovely stories <laughs> with my daughter. <laughs> There once was a bumblebee. <laughs> uh, no, she doesn't sound like that. She sounds lovely. No. Yeah, no. so really, if you have got kids, make sure you check out Julie's library because it is beautiful. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously the big, big thing that's happened in the last two weeks has been... Eurovision. Eurovision! Cancelled, but not really. I, I got everything Gone, I needed Gone, but not from forgotten. I, I, got, I got pretty... I mean, you lacked the, the budget, you lacked the pyro. Couldn't do the drinking game. Couldn't... Couldn't really, yeah. People, Netta went in an odd direction with it. Shout out to Chris Adams's drinking game that he made for Eurovision, which we will post the rules to yeah. on our Instagram so that you can read them and not necessarily drink along because it didn't happen. But you can rem- you can reminisce and about you, yeah you the best be, parts of Eurovision. You won't be able to see by the end of it, so read the rules before. Chris is king of Eurovision. He quickly formed a WhatsApp group of influencers <laughs> and Eurovision obsessives, and we. Spent a very happy couple of hours WhatsApping each other throughout it. It was, it was great. It I was, enjoyed it. Do you know what? It was so well intentioned. It was so, it was earnest. And like a lot of times, Graham was saying, "Now, normally I'd be ripping the piss out of this, but actually, it's really lovely." <laughs> yeah, it was really, really touching. Because what does Graham Norton know? Tone. Tone. Oh. Now I've compiled a loose, non-definitive top five of my favourite Eurovision divas, and. Honestly, Graham would be in there. He's definitely top 10. He's definitely top 10. Uh, But he hasn't made my top five. Okay, let's do the quick countdown of Holly's top five Eurovision divas. The divas of Eurovision. At number five. It is Netta. Netta Barzillet, who is, if you haven't experienced Netta, she's absolutely amazing. She's an Israeli singer, recording artist and looping artist. She gives you very strong Bjork vibes in her styling. Just look up some of the videos for Toy or Ricky Lake. You'll get everything you need from Netta. Although I did think this year's entry, she was sort of playing on a like a little music box. Yeah. No, it was... Was it a music box or was it, it wasn't the thing that Trish the Tricks Mattel, Mattel plays. plays? Either way, it was very repetitive and it made me feel like I was in a sort of actor museau sometime. That I, which you're never happy to which, be in. Which I'm, I'm, all, I'm missing an orchestra. And I felt like Netta, I was missing what she would have done with, with, an orchestra. with a platform. Uh, but she still makes it in for past uh, joy. At number four. It's Philippa Sousa. Now, Philippa Sousa is a singer who represented Portugal at the Eurovision Song Contest in 2012. 
in Baku in Azerbaijan with the song Vida Mina. Philippa is a friend of the pod. Last summer, after the Edinburgh Festival, uh, we retired to the Algarve with uh, deep friends of the pod, Nick Lamont and consort Paddy Feisch, for an all-inclusive deal. You've got a combo there of four strong drinkers and an all-inclusive platform was always going to be dangerous. Probably the best image that sums up the holiday is consort Feisch uh, returning from the bar which opened at 11am uh, to our place around the pool and had got himself, because you're only allowed two drinks maximum at a time, but that doesn't stop you from just going straight back, uh, and had brought with him a pina colada and a double rum. <laughs> he then proceeded to pour the double rum into the already very rum-based pina colada uh, and then drank that and by about midday was boss-eyed in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we were basically drinking quadruple pina coladas and chips from 11am. <laughs> It was not a health farm. No. Uh, and on night that's one... That's not what the holiday was for. No. No, it wasn't. We also... We, we, there was lots of entertainment in the resort. Uh, we will post on the Instagram a picture of the parrot show, um, <laughs> where we look quite traumatised. There was... Uh, yeah, we'll have the pictures of us with the parrots, which we've got to take a picture of, uh, after which Consort Feisch also tried to barter for the... <laughs> For the photographs, which they were not having any of because that was their main source of income for the show. One begins to suspect that they weren't even paid for the actual show. It was only the photographs that they got their money off. Uh, one of the men was clearly pleasuring molesting the parrot. Molesting a parrot. He was molesting the parrot in the background. going on. <laughs> we never actually caught noise surprise. No. We're um, not entirely sure what it was. We did uh, experience a girl group... <gasps> In my head, they're called Barely Legal, but they weren't. Can't remember what they're called, but we just referred to them as Barely Legal. Because, quite frankly, they were. They was, I was worried. I nearly, I was literally like, blink twice if you need help. But. Four young Irish girls that appear to be managed in the style of the Supremes. Yeah. And uh, they obviously do tours of local, all-inclusive hotels. Yeah. Uh, in which they do an ABBA medley, for yeah. which they all changed into ABBA costumes. That, I'd say they spent... As much time changing as they did performing. Yeah. There were large swathes of time we were just staring at an empty, I was going to say stage. It wasn't a stage. It was just the middle of the a bar. cleared area. No, no, there were four of them. So like two of them would go off and change and two of them would hold the fort down. I beg your pardon. That's right. And then they'd gradually... You it, can understand how my memory is limited. <laughs> yeah. So like two of them would be singing Baby Love while two of them went off to get changed. They'd reappear to sing like Love Child, by which point you had two more in a different costume so it's like basically they they were never always in the same era because they were always <laughs> mid-transition and look I, I have remember what their real name is and I'm not going to say it because what I'm about to say is deeply shady but the, these girls could not sing sorry <laughs> uh, but I also I also don't believe in child exploitation so if you are a member of the, the band and you've recognised you recognise this description get in touch but on night one it was karaoke night. That's right. And we'd been on the rums since 11am. <laughs> so we made some strong choices at the karaoke. Holly doing the full seven and a half minute version of It's All Coming Back to Me Now. It's a long time to hold an audience of people who've been drinking since 11am. They seem to enjoy it. But it was presided over by Philippa Souza. And as we kept getting up to do numbers, we became, we got chatting with Philippa. She's got the voice of an angel. Absolutely stunning. As with all good karaoke hosts, she was doing a song in between. Yeah. To keep, keep, give people a chance to come up and put their requests in. And she was absolutely brilliant. 
And then she joined us for several whiskeys. Um, and she is wonderful. And you, um, so look up Philippa Sousa. And has a very talented musical son. Yes, she does. Oh. At the end of the show, uh, her husband also came and joined him on a couple of songs. Yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah, so that's Philippa. Um, looking at our country-based uh, downloads uh, on our pod tracker, um, it seems that we do have a subscriber in Portugal, which we, we think might be you, Philippa. So if it is you, Philippa, please do get in touch and let us know if, if you're the solo... Portugal subscriber and if the you. subscriber in Portugal is not Philippa please also get in, get touch. in touch you can email us at bigdivaenergypod at gmail.com we hope you're safe and well also shout out to our listener in Vietnam yes whoever the listener is in Vietnam we've had for several weeks now uh, just the solo download from Vietnam whoever that is please do also get in touch yeah. please uh, contact us on Twitter if you need or bigdivaenergypod at gmail.com superb we'd love to hear from you we would and hear how you discovered us and how it is that you came to be listening to Big Diva Energy. And of course, who your favourite diva is. Yes. Number three. Conchita, Conchita, Conchita. She's probably a lot of people's number one. The voice just doesn't quit. It is just, it's an epic voice. That song is the Bond theme we all deserve. Oh, yeah. No, good shout. I just, I'm obsessed. Yeah. Um, that's all I need to say about Conchita. Number two. Annafrid Lingstad. Annafrid, a.k.a. Annafrid from ABBA. Abazanafred. Abazanafred. Did you know she's a princess? Sorry? Yes. And not of, of Genovia, like a real one. I mean, I know she's a princess. Yeah, but... she's a queen. So, Anafred was married to Prince Heinrich Russo of Reus, the Count of Playen, who was a prince of the House of Reus. <laughs> what is Reus? I don't know. Is it a country? Well, it must be. Genovia. Or a principality or something. She held, held the title of Princess Reus and Countess of Playen, and now is refer- she, she's legitimately Her Serene Highness. <laughs> I bet she is. Did you know that? No. I bet Chris and Rich did, because they've been to the ABBA Museum in Copenhagen. Well, it depends how long she's been married to him. Well, he's dead now. Oh. Uh, he died, sadly, in Sorry 1999. Uh, uh, but she's now the Dowager Princess and Countess. So, and her new, her new beau is a Viscount. She's got a type. Yeah. What attracted you to the uh, to the millionaire Viscount of Hambledon, which is in Rutland? I've been there. Rutland in England. Yeah. Absolute madness. I'm so. Henry Smith, the Viscount of Hambledon, is uh, the partner of Annafred from Abba. My head is spinning. Right. We will probably do an episode at some point on the on the women of Abba. Obviously. I mean, also, I'd just like to draw attention to the fact that she was only married to Benny from 1978 to 1981. Three years. Yeah. Huh. She was with the Crown Prince for a lot longer. Yeah, did a lot um, of good work, though. Yeah. In that three years. Oh, bang in. Number one. Agnetha for living alone in a wood. <laughs> because there's nothing more diva than going, no. You would have thought that if you were going to do a list of the best divas of Eurovision, you'd either have ABBA at your number one, or you'd have the women of ABBA. Mm-hmm. But Holly here has chosen... To separate Annafred and Agnetha purely on the distinction of because she lived alone in a wood. That's it. Like she's just and she had a stalker. Oh, in the wood. Yeah. She live in a fairy tale. Yeah. She have a gingerbread house. No, she broke up with this guy and then he stalked her. Oh, that's but he's not allowed to go to Sweden anymore. Of, <laughs> no. He can't go to Sweden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not just a distance thing. Like he just can't go to the country Sweden. No, he's not allowed. <laughs> Does, do they have a picture of him at the passport? <laughs> <laughs> Give me the airports. Yeah. 
Um, she was also a big deal before ABBA. She was already an established pop star. Sure, like Stevie Nicks. Yeah. Well, I mean... Steve- well, not a pop star, but yeah. Had a career prior to moving into a band. Yeah. Big time. She was a solo artist of some renown. Was she? In yeah. Sweden? Yeah. In several, several hit albums. Did she enter Eurovision? That I do not know. But I have... I've cut the boys out. Not because they don't, in many ways, say the outfits. Sure. Wrote all the songs. Dave. Sure. Wrote all the incredible songs. Sure. I'm, I've cut them out because I'm angry that the Mamma Mia experience wasn't comped because I, I don't want to pay that much money to go and have a Greek meal in the O2. Uh, but I would have gone on a comp. So there you go. Yeah, you fucked it, boys. That's what that, it is what it is. And in beyond, that's what you get. That's what you get. <laughs> okay. Good. Glad we cleared that up. Oh, if only the future of this podcast just results in us just being good enough that all diva-related activities are comped to us. Yeah. Just so we can review them. We'll happily do it. We'll give a positive review to anyone that comps us. We have no scruples when it comes to that. Do you know what? Look, it's been a while since I've begged for a sponsor. Anybody wants to... I, I'll give you my address. Send me some stuff. Abba experience. Come on. Oh, I, we can't do it now. I don't want it now. I, it's the one thing I'd turn down. I, I, if you want to send me some Suvlaki in a DVD, though, I'll be up for that. <laughs> Which is essentially what you were getting. Yeah. Apart from coronavirus. <laughs> if you'd gone just before the lockdown. Yes. Yes. I want a free Chromatica palette. And I also want Gaga to refund... <laughs> My tickets for the gig in Tottenham, which is not happening. Gaga, it's not happening. Gaga, Stop trying to make Tottenham happen. Babe, <laughs> it's no. not going to happen. If we've given up the dream, you should. Yeah. I, although you can come to Aldi with me whenever you want. And we're back with Diva of the Week nominations. Good stuff. My Diva of the Week... Who have you gone for? I was going to go with the woman who was on The Weakest Link back in the day. Sure. And then the footage re-emerged. I am absolutely gutted. I got three questions incorrect in the entire game. As answered, I was the strongest player in the entire game, the strongest link in that round. I asked um, Sue Early what she wanted to spend the prize money on. She's going to spend it on a holiday. Such frippery is outrageous. I was going to spend my winnings, if I won, on funding my education, on all the debts of being a student. And I think it's very sad, very shallow, and rather evil of the other two to victimise me. I was robbed. What can I say? I mean, I think Sue's going to win at the end of the day, but after all, it's tainted money. And then it resurfaced on Twitter and she was like, oh my actual fucking God. Yes, that's me. Let's never speak of this again. Uh, so that Good was... for her for owning it. Good that's spectacular work. And as Donny Alderton said on the high note, this woman, she she walked so that Take the Money Jane could run. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they pay Alderton the big money. Yes. The tainted money. Um, I'm also, let it be known, I want Dolly Alderton to come on the podcast to talk about Gemma Collins. Okay, if anyone knows her. Alderton, if you're listening. Babe, get on the pod. Or you can talk about Marianne Faithful, but I think we'd both really enjoy you talking about GC. I think we've made it pretty clear in our social media presence that there is a space shaped like Gemma Collins waiting to be filled by Dolly Alderton and also a space shaped like Jessica Simpson waiting to be filled by Willem. Yeah. At any point, if either of those two people want to get in touch, that is booked in. It's always booked in. No one else will be doing Gemma Collins. No one else will be doing Jessica Simpson. Just you two. They're booked in until you want to take the space. Yeah. So, Diva of the Week. Okay, so who have you actually gone for then? 
Miss Gillian Anderson. Oh my God. I mean, she's the diva of every week, isn't she? She's really? the diva of every week. Things you should know about what, do, what she's been up to. Got her own face masks with a picture of her mouth that you can buy. On what? Um, on, for a charity. Right. She doesn't, it's not like a GillianAnderson.com. No, no. <laughs> I don't think, she's doing it for a charity. Hang on, let me find out. With a picture of her mouth? Yep. Right, you go to Redbubble. Gillian Anderson charity, Redbubble, you can buy GA lips in a white mask for £9.80. They're absolutely stunning. So first off, get your, get your Gillian masks. I'd also just like to, to flag up that, taken out of context, get your Gillian masks. Gillian Anderson, not Gillian McKeith. Absolutely. Although if really you, important. If you are going to pick up a poo, wear a mask. Yeah, so Gillian Anderson... <laughs> um, <laughs> Julian Anderson's performance as Blanche Dubois in A Streetcar Named Desire is now streaming up until Wednesday or Thursday, I think, of this week on the National Theatre's website. It also features other div, Vanessa Kirby. Mm-hmm. And who an, famously played Princess Margaret in yes. the first two series of The Crown, and making her an honorary div. And a stunning performance from Ben Foster. However, let's talk about Blanche. Oh. <laughs> Do you know what? It's a big performance. It's big. But who wants a subtle Dubois? No one. It's the whole point. It's the whole point. She's absolutely, she's the definition of extra. For subtlety, come to your Stella. Yes. Open a can of Stella if you want subtlety. I will never say that again. (laughs) But Miss Gillian. Not for Blanche. Now that you've touched them, I will burn them. (laughs) Uh, Absolute quote of the week. Diva quote of the week. Now that you've touched them, I must burn them. (laughs) Because you get... So much attention is paid to I've always depended on the kindness of strangers, which is a, a really sad bit. That's like the sad bit. You don't want that bit. No. You want, now you've touched them, I'll burn them. I have some love letters yellowing with antiquity. It's pure Beverly Leslie. It's everything. She's playing Blanche as Beverly Leslie, <laughs> who in turn is sort of doing Blanche Dubois. It's good. just so good. Oh, I, I live for Vivian Lee in the role. Mm-hmm. And I'd say that Gillian is a shade down from Vivian Lee in the film version. Because <laughs> Vivian, oh, she big. She big. But One of the only performances you can see from space. Yeah, you can. That and the, um, the Great Wall of China. Vivian, was there a trap door in the tub? Anyone who's watched it? I feel like there was a trap in the tub. I think so. Because she often, like, I was like, how'd she get there? <laughs> I had a rat in a trap. Yeah. Right in the, the, tr- the tub. Um, With a constantly rotating set. Yeah. Which friend of the pod, Chris Adams, went to see the original production when it was on at the Young Vic. Mm. And uh, said made him feel slightly queasy for the duration. But, and the duration. <laughs> oh, she long. But good prep for a cruise. Very true. Yeah, three hours with a spinning stage. Yeah. Definitely will get you on board. Sidebar, uh, Ruben, deep friend of the pod, deep of the pod. Uh, we have a weekly brunch with Ruben. And... Uh, Ribbon dropped the info that there are several cruise ships that are fully manned by the performers who couldn't can't come until that. I didn't know that. I knew about the one cruise ship near the beginning, but there's apparently several other cruise ships like Marie Celesting. Well, they're not. So the one at the beginning had an outbreak of coronavirus and yeah. lots of people died. That was these aren't. They've not got. Uh, they've not got it. But they're they just can't they can't port anywhere because of coronavirus. So there's these cruise ships just sailing round and round the world can you even like the flying dutchman <laughs> flying dutch ovens 
<laughs> by na- by this time. Can you imagine what that? I mean, the gonorrhea is rife. They won't have corona, but they'll have every fucking thing else. Ruben and I will be writing a musical about it. Not a drama. No, we did pitch a drama, and James Ronan laughed at us and said it wouldn't be a drama. Fair enough. So we've downgraded it to a musical. Fine. So yeah, Gillian is my diva of the week. Who's your diva of the week? Uh, my diva of the week, and I've gone slightly out on a limb. I hope that's okay in terms okay. of the rules, but I've gone for multiple divas. Oh. Uh, that is the women of Schitt's Creek. Uh, oh, yes. Every female presenting person who is associated with Schitt's Creek. I can't. And honorary diva Daniel Levy as well. Ugh. For those of you that haven't watched Schitt's Creek, please, honestly, it's... I'm not going to go out in terms of the way that a lot of people have gone out mm-hmm. on it and say it's the greatest sitcom ever written or whatever. It's not. No. It's just... It's great. Lovely. It's lovely. And brilliant. And six series of it. They're 20 minutes long each. There's only like 12 episodes a season. They bowed out before it got it got old. Yeah. The characters are beautifully drawn, wonderfully detailed, and just and it's just lovely. And its heart is so big. Yeah. And everything that it's done for LGBTQ plus representation is is wonderful for more info on that once for those of you who have watched it and are watching the final season um once you've watched the finale and cried your eyes out oh i cried more at the penultimate episode yes and the finale was very nice once you've done that do watch the documentary on netflix yes it's about half an hour the making of oh it's beautiful the final season and it is just gorgeous and it really does detail quite a lot of how important that show is yeah um but yeah specifically the women i want to name obviously moira rose moira rose an icon once in a generation, a gay icon is born like of the of the scope of Moira Rose. I think she goes up in the pantheon with Patsy from yeah, Abfab. Absolutely. Which will be related to an announcement at the end of the pod. She's got everything you need for... She's excessively well-dressed and excess is the key. She has a showbiz background and she's played by an already an icon of comedy. It's it's diva on diva. It's it's an onion effect yeah. of divadom. Hundred percent. Yeah. And of course, Annie Murphy, who plays Alexis, who is also uh, an icon in the making. Stunning. By the looks of that um, documentary, so lovely. No one that fit should be that nice. Yeah, she and seems really she nice. Seems really nice. Stevie is everything to me as well. Absolutely everything. Uh, big diva points obviously go to Jen Ugh. Robertson from the documentary. She obviously plays Jocelyn shit uh in Shit's creek and Ugh. finding out that the jocelyn wig i mean it obviously is a wig but what's underneath it is the sassiest pixie cut you ever saw oh my god accessorized with a full night full eyeliner dye couldn't believe oh. how fabulous she was in real life fabulous um not that jocelyn isn't a fabulous character but she's sort of like she's got the sort of midwestern like, yeah yeah yeah. she's supposed to be like yeah yeah but of course my particular diva obviously was sarah levy because uh, despite not having a huge part, uh, she plays Twyla uh, in the show. Despite not having a massive part, she's obviously a very big part of the running of the show because she is Daniel's sister and Eugene's uh, daughter, obviously. And is a producer, I think, on the show as well. And I think was part of the like the beginnings of how they started yeah. to put it together and stuff like that. And she's a crier. Oh, she loved to And cry. watching that documentary last night, I was like, we are all Sarah Levy. We're all Sarah Levy. She, honestly, at the drop of a hat... <laughs> She's off. Off, just 
the moment someone says anything nice or kind <laughs> or she sees someone doing something like that or someone says a line from the show or oh, she's just crying instantly. it's just joyful it's such a good good show and it i think it really the the, the documentary really highlights the fact that it was a uh, really important show for lgbtq plus awareness and it's an underdog story it's like it, it started off as a little a, a little dream that daniel came to his dad with and then they had the slow burn effect, and now now is a huge show for a lot of people. But people didn't really didn't discover it until like after the season four. And now it's like a GIF machine. Yeah, uh, it's doing huge, having huge ripple effects in terms of yeah, like you said, LGBTQ plus representation, um, and the female characters as well. Like obviously, just uh, once you know, make them the the women my diva of the week mainly because of the reasons before mentioned, mm-hmm. but also because of like the way that it. They talk about in the documentary about how representations of, of LGBTQ plus people in the show is great because they w- create a universe where instead of showing homophobia, they just don't have it. So it shows mm. how wonderful the work, not that that's always what you should do, but it's definitely a for their piece. It's a way of creating a universe in which you can see how good the world would be mm. if people were just more tolerant and kind to each other. Um, but from that perspective as well, in terms of misogyny, there's no... Like the female characters are all so well drawn, and there's no like, there's no playing down of them. There's no playing people's gender for laughs. Yeah, like it's just there's no stereotypes really in it at all. It's just everyone's just a, a three dimensional functioning person. Yeah, and it's I really great. love it. So get that on. Have a watch of that. Uh, so we've had some lovely feedback from Grandla Cruz. Thank you for your responses. Um, I need an update on the carpet. Graham. Graham. Get in touch. Let us know how your carpet Yeah, we'd like a is. we'd like an update. The people are itching to know. Yeah. Yes, please do that. And then we shall announce now who our next episode is. <laughs> We're gonna do Joanna Lumley. <gasps> That's right, Lumley. Yeah, so Lumley uh, will be our subject next week. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. And we'll be joined with the fabulous, incredible wonderful stand-up comic and incredible actor joe cullen joseph cullen will be joining us to discuss of out of the forest theater a consort of another diva mm-hmm. of uh Sashenka wilson. wilson also of out of the forest theater you will have enjoyed their productions of bury the hatchet call me fury and boris the third which was at the one of the last shows at the sadly truncated fault festival um so we'll be joined by joe to have a lovely chat about John Lumley. Should be great. Can't so wait. Looking forward to that. Meanwhile, we'll leave you now to go and listen to uh, Rain On Me again. And uh, keep safe. Yeah, keep washing your hands. Stay alert. Do all the... F- Whatever that means. Can you, do, can you do a bit more of the internet for us? <laughs> we need a bit more internet from you all. No? Yeah. Pathetic, Beg. You know, do all the things that, that you, you know to do for the podcast. If you love us, give us a five-star review. If you don't, just back away from your computer and go and listen to Rain On Me again. Um, like us. Tell you, tell your mates. Tweet us at Diva Energy. Like us on Instagram. At Big Diva Energy. And uh, yeah, speak soon. Yeah. Take Love you care. all. Love you all. Look after yourselves. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.